This is a Your Last Resorts production. And welcome back to Your Last Resort Podcast with your host, Brandon Lejean. This week is episode 105. And guys, joining me very soon will be my very, very, very special guests, the birthers of my life, my parents, Allison and Stacey Lejean. They'll be joining, guys. This was a fun podcast. There were actually two episodes filmed. The first one was Lost. We kind of, uh, I recalled some stories that I had shared with them and experiences and we kind of recounted them and and saw how different our, our our visions of them were. And then my dumbass forgot to record or, or uh, excuse me, clear iPhone storage. And then I deleted the wrong video. I deleted this week's episode instead of last week's when I tried to clear space to record the parts that we missed. And I lost the whole fucking episode. And, uh, oh, man. That was probably the angriest I have been in a while. Probably since I was on here solo screaming about the TSA agent from Britain. That was probably the last time I was that angry. But, uh, dude, it ended up working out. I uh, Seriously, I cannot thank anyone enough who wrote in questions. There were so many people. I couldn't remember the names of everyone who wrote in. But, like, I was in such a sad mood. I couldn't come up with a new way to film it. I was figuring, trying to figure out new guests. I really want to have my parents on because I thought it's so cool for you guys to kind of see a different side of the podcast with comedians musicians normally being the guests to get just kind of two normal people but the two people that shaped this weirdo it's an interesting concept so i'm glad it turned out this way but they wrote in some really uh introspective questions we talked about some things from what they think my worst trait as a son is to regrets they had in life did they ever think that i would grow up to be a stand-up comedian Super fun. Um, if you guys are listening to this, uh, I'm recording this before I edit, so there's going to be two ways. It's either going to have been that the interview comes in, you hear my mom's interview, and then you hear my dad's interview with the same questions, or I might splice it up where every question you hear my mom's, then you hear the question again, and you hear my dad's answer. Got to kind of figure out if it's too chaotic. I don't want you guys fucking vomiting trying to follow <laughs> what's going on in the podcast, but... Um, other than that, guys, uh, at the end, you hear me, I don't have any shows or dates to plug this week. It was a busy fucking March. You know, you hit up people for favors, get booked on stuff. They can't book you again. A little bit lighter. April still got several shows. And then goddamn, May's already popping, bro. I'm going to have weekends in Dallas, Houston, Austin, LA, and San Diego coming up in all of May. I'm going to be all over. I think I'm going to come up and just call it a, call it a tour. Just those dates, call it a tour, come up with some funny name, make a funny fucking poster for it that you guys will like on Instagram. <laughs> That'll be the only thing. I think I'm going to call it like the I'm staying on my mom's couch for most of this tour tour, like something, something like that, you know, but uh, so goddamn excited. I got my first show I'm producing coming up in March to last resort comedy at Oscar Blues Brewing. Um, yeah, I'm just excited. This week was really cool, though. Uh, the two things that I kind of want to tell you about is I had some cool events. Um, one of them is that I got to go to Blind Tiger this weekend, which is a club down in San Antonio. Love it. Shout out them. They put me on the midnight show with my parents being in town. They wanted to go see San Antonio. I got the opportunity for them to kind of see me at a, or not kind of, to see me at a club for the first time ever, for real. They've only seen me in barber shops, bars, backyards, weird locations. But they finally now got to see me perform on a real stage in one of the best comedy venues in all of Texas. And uh, I had a great set and it was super fun for them to kind of get to see me do that. I loved showing them in that. It was uh, it was a very proud moment. I, um, you know, you want to impress your parents. And I think that I could see through them that 
They, when they, I think every time that they've seen me do stand up, as you know, they see me do it every couple months, that to them I, pro, I progress exponentially, which I think as a comedian, as and when you're doing it every day, it's hard to kind of see your own growth. When your friends who see you every day, it's hard for them to see it. Even my girlfriend who sees me perform so many times, so often, here's all my stupid fucking premises, everything. It's hard for her to see me grow. So. Um, you know, when you get to see them every month and obviously they're my parents, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to be mean, but I also know them. If I had a bad set, they would have been like, I would have been like, that's a rough one. And they'd been like, yeah, you know, but for them to be impressed with how much I've grown as a comic, the confidence and all that, the way I come on and command a stage. It was very cool. It was a very good moment for me. It's one of those moments where in a business that is basically I'm going out and being like, hey, everyone, hey, random strangers, tell me if I'm good or not. Tell me if I'm worthy of your applause and praise. It's a very like subjective job, subjecting your feelings to strangers and random people on a thing on something comedy that's interpretive. It's not anyone's one. There's I mean, obviously, Dave Chappelle is Dave Chappelle, but there's people that don't think Dave Chappelle is funny. That's insane. So it's just subjective of what you believe it is. Um, so I got to do that. That was super awesome. And then uh, the other thing that I wanted to talk about was that I um, got to see TJ Miller perform, which was really, really cool. Um, that's one of the cool things about being in Austin is we have the Creek in the Cave, this awesome comedy club that loves comics, lets us hang out there, lets it be like a, a home of misfits for us, lets us in the show. I got to see TJ Miller do a midnight show on a Wednesday. God damn, was it good. He's amazing. Dude, he did like two bits in the whole 55 minutes or whatever he did, and it was hilarious from top to bottom. It's insane. I, I can't wait till the day that I'm at that level. I look forward to it. Look forward to touring, but damn, man. Great weekend with my parents. Great having them in town. Now, I hope that you can enjoy the episode with them coming up. Please make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It's just a button. If you're listening right now, please go open your app and do it. It helps me so much. Help me keep track of who's listening, how the podcast is growing. Um, if you're a listener, dude, and you like things or don't like things or got ideas, write them in. I might not listen to them, might not take them, but I always appreciate feedback. And uh, guys, enjoy the episode. And most importantly, thank you for letting us be your last resort. Now have fun with my parents while I ask them some weird questions. See ya. And welcome back to the Your Last Resort podcast. As I said earlier, it's episode 105 and I'm joined by my first guest, my mom, Allison Lejean. Thank you for joining the podcast. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. And for those of you who don't know, if you somehow skipped the intro, I am your host, Brandon Lejean, but that should have been explained in the solo intro. So I also told you that this is the second podcast we are recording mm -hmm. as we did lose the first one yesterday was a morally defeating moment. I'm so but, sorry. <laughs> I felt so bad. Uh, it's just, it was one of those things where it was only my fault. And when something's only your fault, it's so much more frustrating because you can't blame anyone but yourself. Right. And it and you just are like mad at yourself. So <laughs> it, it worked out. This one might even turn out better. So who knows? Or it could be a million times worse, but only we'll know that. Um. I think it's going to be a million times better. I'm so, sure of it. I want to start off with a would you rather. You just saw Batman, so I thought that you could answer this one. Would you rather have Batman's gear or Spider-Man's powers? Because, I mean, obviously, being Spider-Man and being able to swing through buildings and stick on walls and having that Spidey sense would be really cool. Right. But also having, like, a Batcopter and, a, and he has the car that can turn into a boat and fly. He's got the nicest cars, the best tech... 
He's a rich guy. Yeah, I was going to say, he's, he lives a pretty good lifestyle outside of being Batman. Yeah. And super cool when you're Batman. So you kind of get the best of both worlds. Exactly, yeah. Because you get to like be all bougie on Bruce the Because Bruce Wayne is cooler than Peter Parker. Oh, yeah. Could, way cooler. And in the new, and they talk about it in the new <clears throat> Spider-Man movie, but that like uh, in the new one, they like find out his identity or whatever. Right. And they're like, hey, like what's uh, like, like. That, you know, everyone knows who Peter Parker is. And he's like, I'm the most famous broke person ever. Because, yeah, you're just, there's nothing yeah. with it. But Batman has, he doesn't have superpowers. But, like, look, I agree. Shooting webs is cool. But having a grappling gun that can do the exact same thing is arguably just as cool. And that car is so cool. Exactly. Yeah, Spider-Man no, takes the subway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would have to go Batman because you get the best of both worlds. I agree. With, I'm with you. So out of 165 votes, only 30 said Batman. So we're really? in the we're in the super minority here, which is pretty crazy. They didn't think this one through. No, nah, they didn't. No. They're just like, do I want shooting webs or do I want to be a guy? And it's not that simple. No, There's Batman someone... has like the built-in muscles, even like dude. His, suit his and... and his bolt is is Ke his his thing is Kevlar. He can take shotgun shells to the yeah. chest. You know what Spider-Man can't take to the chest? A pistol round. Like he no. he's done a twenty-two <laughs> end of Spider-Man's life. And so, once he gets a dad bod, that Spider-Man yeah, suit's <laughs> not going to be very flattering. <laughs> yeah, I can get a bigger Batman suit. I got money. Um, okay, so I'm with you. That was the first Would You Rather. And welcome back to Your Last Resort Podcast again. It's episode 105. And joining me, my second and final guest of the podcast, my dad, Stacy Lejean. Thank you for being on the podcast. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Yeah, we. Uh, I'm going to move this just a little bit closer to you for volume purposes, but... Thanks for doing it for a second time, as we did lose the recording of it yesterday. So, like I was saying, I think the the saddest part is you guys missed it. I had, like, we caught, like, the most athletic moment ever of me on camera setting up the podcast, and it's gone. <coughs> and that's truly what I'm the most sad about losing. But I want to start this one off with a would you rather, and I thought this one was good, because I was curious to see what you would answer. Would you rather live in Australia or Asia? Ooh. I think obvious. Okay, and let's say you can speak both languages, because obviously right away you're like, well, I'm gonna, I'd rather move to somewhere where I know the language and that. But if let's say you could speak both languages, what do you think? Because I, because I think I could, I think I know what you're gonna pick. I think Australia. I think I think Australia fits you better. Not that like I think I could see you like I could see you getting in love with like the community of like the because I guess I've only been to Korea is what I'm basing this off of but like the way that there's like if you live in a neighborhood like I can see you getting up every morning going down to like the local market picking up the food you know all, you know you know all the ladies that work there you know you go to your job it's something local like you have some expat style job come home like I could see you getting along very well in that like a simple enjoying the culture but I think you're such a, a surfer bro grom like you know ex-grom you know surfer guy that being away from the water would be too hard for me i think that the beach and outdoor like the outdoorsman style fits you better for australia yeah and i don't know why i mean i'm i'm assuming that the climate too um that's and yeah. just the whole setup with the mountains and different mm -hmm. things like i just uh i mean asia definitely seems interesting to me yeah. Same thing as culture because I love getting into different kinds of culture anyways. Yeah. That's the funnest part about traveling. Oh, 100%. But when I think about the humidity and just the whole setup of that, yeah. I think living, I think Australia, I could probably find my 
my deal a little easier there. Definitely, yeah. I think I think it's just the it's it's just the cultural like Australians are more like Americans than Asians are like Americans, and that's just that's just the difference between it. <clears throat> and I think it fits you better. Now, I do think <clears throat> you could. The one benefit of you see why I don't think why I would pick Australia too, because I did love the Asian countries. I think I'm too big for Asian countries. Uh, if you look up, and that's that's not racist. If you look up <clears throat> average heights. People in Asian countries are smaller than other countries. Everything is built smaller. Like I was so much taller and like weirdly taller. And I'm 6'3", which is not a weird tall height in America. I'm just where you're like, oh, damn, he's tall, but I'm not freakishly tall. 6'5 right. is like where you fall. But in like Korea, it was like over six foot. Like even like Zach, my buddy Zach's 5'11", and even he was on the borderline of being like, whoa, that's a big dude. So I think that would be the problem too. Whereas like, you know, it's, you know, it's not fun. You ever eaten a meal sitting on the ground, crisscross applesauce. Holy shit. Is that painful as a tall guy? <laughs> dude? Like I could not fit. My back was hurting. I was cramping in my hips. I was taking up the whole space and stuff. So <laughs> there's definitely a little bit of a, of a cultural difference there. So I'm going with, I'll show you with you too. Um, we are in the majority of 150 votes, a hundred said Australia. So, you know, like 75%. So that, that's kind of what I thought it would be. So when we lost the episode, the original episode was actually that we were recounting some stories that I had remembered as a child and then, uh, or like a young teen and stuff and recounting them with you and seeing if our stories were different and kind of going over them. But unfortunately when that lost, I came up with the new idea of just kind of coming up with some deeper questions to ask you. And a bunch of people actually sent in some great questions. So oh, nice. the first one I wanted to ask you, and I thought this one was very introspective. Shout out our guest last week, Winston Dean, for coming up with this one. Um, looking back at four-year-old me and the personality I had as a kid, does does it surprise you that I got into stand-up? Because I know huh. for those who don't, I mean, I've, I believe I've talked about it on here, but I didn't speak really till I was three, right? I was yeah. pretty silent. I was comprehensive, though, you said, oh, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah, because we never got you tested because I could tell you, Brandon, can you go pick up the red ball and you'd walk right over and grab it? Yeah. You just had your own name for things and they're pretty darn cute. Of language, so. yeah. Yeah. I don't know that I would have seen you in stand-up comedy because you were pretty shy as a kid. Mm -hmm. I mean, you definitely... When do you think, because you got to watch me grow up, when do you think I became unshy as a person? Because I agree with you. Uh, I think I was, I forgot I was explaining this to her. I was like, I lived both lives of being like kind of a nerd and like bullied to like being a jock and a bully. Like I've done both spectrums of it. Because I mean... You know, it's like I, I I was really into books and I only played baseball mm -hmm. for most of my childhood and I wasn't like a football guy and stuff. Do you kind of, what do you think? Yeah, I think, well, I mean, you always made friends really easy. Yeah. Um, I think your hardest thing was is that, and I always say this, <laughs> is that you were such a rule follower that, I mean, you were the kid who in kindergarten, we went to the first day of orientation and they yeah. had this little checkerboard set up and... The teacher told them all to sit in their squares. Mm -hmm. And you watch the kids and they all, eventually everyone's starting to ooze out of their squares and then they just are off in the corners playing with stuff. And you're just sitting there and you kept looking back at me like, and I finally had to tell your teacher, I'm like, um, if you don't excuse him, he'll never get up. <laughs> and you were just staring like, please, they're all playing and I'm the only kid still here, but she never said get up. So That's so funny. <laughs> I just yeah. would have sat there and starved to death you for did. the rest of and my you life. Just, you looked like... I went, can I, anyone ever going to say it's okay to get up now? And she goes, Brandon, you can get up. And man, you would just bolted. 
That's really funny. What do you think made me such a rule follower? Was there like, did you guys really implement that as a child, or what do you? Th- what I wonder what it was. That I don't made know. No, like you that. just. I think I really do believe that kids are all born with certain personalities, yeah. and that I mean, if you look at you and your two sisters, all three of you have very different personalities. Yeah, that's very true. But the same parents and yeah. the same parenting style with all three of you. It's just that they're you all have such different personalities, and that's just how you always were. Mm-hmm. You just. You fought me. You weren't like a saint child, but you were a really good kid. You always took ownership of things. I think it's just who you are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, because I definitely I mean, I don't it's not like I saw myself being, you know, like a stand up comedian either, obviously, until very recently. So it's it's definitely one of those things. I mean, when I try to look back at it, because people obviously ask me that question, like, when did you know you were a stand up comedian? Like, when did you know that? And it's like, I mean, I, I don't know if I remember a moment, but I do I do remember that always in my life, I've always been, everyone's always been like, you were really funny. Yeah. Like, and I always joke, there's that in, in uh, like junior high and high school, you start getting Facebook and everyone would do these like my statuses for a truth is. And I was never the guy that was like, hey, Brandon, to be honest, you're really hot and you're super cool. But every girl was like, hey, Brandon, you're so hilarious. And that's, that's just, that's my lane is I'm funny and I'm a nice guy. And so like, you're very handsome. Too. I, oh, thank you. <laughs> you guys hear that? My mom thinks you're I'm handsome. handsome. It's only up from here. Uh, <laughs> no, but it's, uh, I, I, I mean, that's always something that happened. And then even like when I went to college and, you know, you're in a locker room that as, as for once in a very rare moment as a white man, are you the minority you know, normally right. as a white dude, you're the whatever, whatever, whatever a minority is. I don't know what the con, the opposite word of a minority is, but normally life's easier for you. There's more of you. You're kind of the most accepted in society, but in, in a locker room, you're not. It's it's mo- it's mostly black dudes, and so I, you know, it's we're two different cultures in a sense, and like. You know, a lot of, you know, uh, black people see a lot of white people as kind of goofy sometimes. And there's definitely a cultural divide. But that was the one thing is, is I got a lot of, hey, man, I always thought you were just some goofy white dude. But you know what? You're actually pretty funny, which I was like, that's <laughs> kind of a backhanded compliment, but I'll take it, man. Thanks. So I, uh, I guess, yeah, maybe I didn't see it. Your friends always would tell me how funny you were. Yeah. And, you know, you, you've always been, you were always a little more serious. So I think that that's what threw me off when you said, but your friends would always tell me, Brandon's so funny. Yeah. He's so funny. And I'm like, my Brandon. Yeah. Like, why a little Brandon? Are you sure? But I, I loved it. I feel like you, um, you, it's, it's a good fit for you because you are funny. Mm-hmm. You're very, uh, I love to watch you perform because I see the confidence up there, which is yeah. not a spot that a lot of people are comfortable with. Yeah, I in. think football really helped me with that. You know, yeah. having your, your performance constantly picked apart and diagnosed. And I mean, I've played in front of 110,000 people. So like crowds right. don't bother me at this point. It's all, it's almost you got to perform for them. It's right. part of, bigger the crowd, the better. It's kind of what football helped me prepare for, I guess. So I want to get into the questions here. Uh, some A bunch of people wrote in questions, which was super cool. And I thought several of them were pretty introspective. Um, looking back at four-year-old me and the personality that I had as a kid, does stand up? Does me doing stand up surprise you? Of, of course. Yeah. Why? You just were shy. I was shy. That's exactly. You were what shy. I said, yeah. You were quiet. You, you like to feel out a room or a place before you would get going. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You weren't just the loud in your face. Yeah. Not that you are now. I'm just. But you were just so 
mellow. Well, yeah, because in a sense, you know, a stand-up comedian's a little like attention horse. Like you are the center of the room, and it's funny because if you want to break it down like this, a, a, a stand-up comedy show is is basically you pay money for me to come up and show all of you that I'm funnier than you. And my only goal is for you guys to go, he's funnier than me. Because if they're like, I can do it better, that's not a good show, you know? So it's a kind, it is a very like attention-based thing. And yeah, that was what mom said is, she brought up to, you know, I didn't, the fact that I didn't speak till I was like three, basically. I would talk in like a made-up language. I was, you know, a rule follower. Like you said, not anti-social, but like quiet and kept to himself. So right. yeah, I, I think, I think it surprises me too. I think... Um, the, maybe the first sign that ever, a moment that I always think back to of when I, like, I think that maybe like sprung the confidence of speaking in front of people type thing to me, maybe like not what made me want to get stand up, but I remember when I started stand up thinking about this moment, gave me confidence and stuff was I took a speech class in college, my first year of college. And it was so easy for me that I would write my speeches 10 minutes before class. I would write them in passing period, go up with like a note card and give a five to seven minute speech, just winging it. And I started realizing, oh, I'm really good at public speaking and grabbing people's attention. And then I think the first moment of like public humor I had is when we were in that class, we had an exercise where a teacher was like, because the whole, the whole point of the public speaking thing is really for the kids who are afraid of public speaking. It's to put people in an uncomfortable position because as an adult, you just have to interact with people. Like no matter, there's not really a job, very few jobs that you don't interact with people. Dude, you talk to people all day. Mom has to know how to delicately deliver things. Those are very big speech things. So I totally get it. So they were doing something to break the ice because people are so afraid to talk. And one of the things was like, okay, you got to go, is, is, would anyone want to volunteer? I'm going to give you three random prompts and you have to make a story about it. And I was like, sure, I'll do it. Cause no one said they would do it. And I was like, I'll do it. And then I remember it was like Justin Bieber, the voice and like lightsabers. And I got up and I was like, Hey everyone, I'm Justin Bieber. And then I sang a made up song about lightsabers. Like I was Justin Bieber and it murdered. Everyone was dying, That's laughing. Funny. I was like doing dances. Like I had a lightsaber. And I, just, just randomly. And I remember that moment. Like everyone's laughing, and I was like, I like this. This, this could be. And then, really, what probably drove me into stand up, uh, was just was was the podcast, which is kind of cool because it's like, if you ever, if I ever had regrets about going to Murray, it was the loneliness and like new territory of being alone that drove me to listening to podcasts because when you, you don't have any friends and you're lonely and you're walking around school and I don't have a car and I'm walking everywhere and you're just with your thoughts those podcasts would drown it out and I got into comedy podcasts and that's what eventually led me to trying it but um yeah I I don't I think it's I think as my own self it surprises me I um as far as the public speaking I remember thinking why I thought you would be comfortable doing it because one thing about you you remind me of my stepdad. When you Shout get, out Don. When you get into things and you learn things, mm -hmm. you get pretty passionate about it. Yeah. So for you to speak about stuff that you actually know about. Yeah. So I know that debating is kind of in mm -hmm. your alley. Yeah. Like you like doing that stuff. So it's kind of like selling something you believe in. I believe it comes easy for you. 
because coming from that place. I think one of the biggest things is I have to shout out my friends because me and my friends were always good at this where we were like, oh my God, that guy fell. And we we're like, but what if he fell and then a UFO came like, and then what if the UFO had aliens, but they had penises friends like, and then what if they picked him up and then he became president and then, our, and we would do these stories and stories. And I think that has given me the ability to look at something like, like you got to see me do um, like, I'll try, I don't want to ruin the bit, but like the prop 65 thing. Right. You heard me do that joke, the ending with the shampoo bottle. It got me having that perspective where somehow in my mind, I was able to be like, imagine if that shampoo bottle was like, mm, like that. And that's a ridiculous thing, but it makes me giggle. And I'm like, that's goofy. How can I work that into something? And I think I got that from my friends of just piling Things on just stuff. Snowballing like that. Yeah, because dude, I stand by this and shout out Zach Arnold. I think Zach Arnold would be a fucking hilarious stand-up comedian. Zach Arnold is arguably my funniest friend. He makes me laugh so hard and the things he he has given me bits. He is conversations with him have come up with some of my best bits of banter with him. He is a very good comedic mind. But he just doesn't have the urge to get up on stage like that. So I think that, you know, it's different aspects that drive you to it. But I mean, even one of the, I, I believe I've shared this on here before too, but one of the more interesting things is the girl I dated before Erica uh, Sage would try to get me into, I remember she would be like, I love standup. Standup is so funny. And I'd be like, eh, doesn't do it for me. And she'd be like, what do you mean? I'd be like, I like comedy movies. I don't like watching a guy just stand up and try to tell me jokes. And the stupid thing is, is I'd seen like one stand-up special. I was just, I was just making shit up. I was just saying regurgitated shit I probably read online from someone. Right. And I was like, and she tried to show me Bill Burr. She tried to get me into stand-up and I refused. And then like two years later, I became a stand-up comic. So like- That's funny. It by no means did I do I think that there are really any telltale signs that would make anyone have been like at any point be like he should be a stand-up comic, you know? Right. I just don't I just don't see how that could ever have been thought by anyone. Well, I don't think it hurts to be smart, and I've always thought you're a pretty smart kid. So Thank you, thank you. I mean yeah. that that it helps having interesting ways to look at things right. and stuff like that. I uh it's like I was telling you, I have, I, uh, I, I joke with Erica because there's this uh, show called Sherlock on BBC and it's, uh, it's like a, with Benedict Cumberbatch and it's like a, you know, like a long drawn out series of Sherlock Holmes and his thing where he figures out things is he gets in his mind palace and he goes, stop talking to me. And he can kind of just think in his mind and he can be like, okay, so and draw conclusions. And I not, I'm not even saying I'm like that, but I get that. Like, the best way when I can write in a stand-up joke is I'm writing and I can sit in my head and it's almost like my eyes roll in my head and I like can get up in there and I can like, it's almost like I can be like here and here and there, that, and then I can iterate it out loud and I'm like, okay, that's the punchline. Yes, like I, it, it is, but I also sometimes I have a bad habit where like if I get in that and someone's trying to talk to me and then I'll be like, I'll come out of it and I'll be like, dude, I'm so sorry, like, Anything you've said to me in the last two minutes, I haven't heard. Like, I got <laughs> lost in my own head. And people can see it and stuff. So it's it's definitely weird. I think there's traits that really helped me do stand-up, but I don't think ever in my life did they, like, lead a... Did it look like they led a treasure map path to stand-up? Right. This is another question. I thought this was a really good one. I believe this is from Dominic Pierno. 
what did you want me to be when I grew up? Like when I was, let's say like when I was, you know, obviously I'm not saying you guys ever, I don't have any relation of you guys ever being like, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. But let's say like when I'm like nine, so I started to develop a little bit of a personality. You're starting to kind of understand who I am. There had to be, you know, part of you at one point had to think like, I hope he does this or I think this would be good for him. Did did you have that moment? I think when you were little, we all thought you for sure were going to be a police officer only because yeah. you were such the rule follower yeah. <laughs> and you wanted everyone around you to follow the rules yeah. and it drove you crazy when they didn't. So we're like, this kid's going to be a police officer. Not that I wanted to be because yeah. personally it like scares the crap out of oh, me. Oh yeah, yeah. Be it. But you know, what's funny. I, I didn't have anything I wanted you to be other than I wanted you to love what you did. Mm-hmm. And so it, it didn't matter. You know, I said, go to college and then at least it opens doors for you so yeah. that you could decide whatever you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But it was never a matter of, oh, I hope he's this when he gets older. Because I just yeah. felt like whatever you did, you'd be successful because you've got a great work ethic. So that's oh, really you. all I wanted. Yeah, of yeah. course. Did uh, I did want to be a trash man for a while. How did you feel about <laughs> me wanting to be a trash man? I just said, well, it was funny because in kindergarten, um, I was telling your friends this last night, is in kindergarten they had the dress what you want to be. So every yeah, kid showed cowboys, up. Cowboys, astronauts, oh, yeah. doctors, police, anything every but costume. a trash man. Yeah. Yeah. They came in as football players, baseball players, and I went out and bought a jumpsuit and put city sanitation <laughs> on it. And you walked into kindergarten with your dump truck in your arm, and yeah. they said – he wants to be a trash man. And I said, he does. And I said, he'll be the best <laughs> trash man in town. I'm telling you. He, yeah, dude, yeah. I was smart. I wanted that unionized job as a kid. I yeah. knew what it was about. <laughs> you know, this is life. That's yeah. really funny. Like that, that's uh, like, that's weird. I've always been not weird, but weird. You know, everyone <laughs> has their, their, their ticks and weird things about them. But that's definitely a weird thing as a kid to be like, I want to be a trash man. Oh, you love trash trucks. And we read you that Trashy Town book. I mean, oh, every yeah. single solitary Well, what night. is it? You said I used to, when I, from like the ages of probably like four to like nine or ten, I would hear a trash truck outside and sprint out of my room at like 6 a.m., come through the doggy door like a oh, wild yeah. beast. No time for a door handle. I'm on dog time, dude. And I would come through there and I would run out and I would just watch them pick up trash with the big arms. Yeah, like you that would was- stand there on the on the white picket fence because we had a yeah. picket fence back there and you would just stand there and watch it. And we would go camping mm-hmm. um, at Leo Creo. We, yeah. we would go out there and they would do their thing and you would w- literally walk from trash dumpster to trash dumpster <laughs> and you'd watch them through the entire campground to each one. And you just wanted to watch them lift it up and dump it. And you loved all the big like machinery like it was yeah from like that the, mighty machines show you used to watch and you would oh yeah it didn't That's matter so what funny. it was i just can't imagine the conversations how's your little boy he's great what does he like to do well he speaks in a made-up language and um he tra- he chases the trash truck outside and they're like oh how, how long has your son been autistic for you're like like i mean i mean props to you for never taking me to get the test because i'm i mean on paper you're like Oh, he's a really special I, little boy. I'm like, <laughs> I like when they pick up the trash. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but you love baseball too. I mean, from yeah. when you were two, you, when you first started talking, you always just look at us and say, "A pitch, a ball, yeah. a pitch, a ball," and that's all you want us to do is throw the ball at you, throw the ball, and you just hit the, and you would well that ball out. Shout out ev- whatever in my DNA fixed me, because God, I should have grown up to be a loser. 
Like I should have been one of those people that like shoots up a synagogue or something not to get aggressive. But like, yeah, what what kid? Hey guys, does this sound like a school shooter? Like, a, like I said, a guy who speaks in made up languages, plays baseball and is obsessed with it, and his favorite pastime is chasing trash trucks up and down the street. <laughs> I sound like Jeffrey Dahmer Jr. or something. Luckily, <laughs> you were always kind to animals, thank God. Yeah. Or I would have been more worried. You were yeah. like, yeah, he pets them. He doesn't skin them, so we're yeah. good. <laughs> I found no skulls in his, in his bedroom. I'm happy. Yeah, passing all the criteria. <laughs> so uh, this was one that I asked mom, and I thought this was interesting. Obviously, as a dad, you know, you, you, you're like, I hope the best for my kid. There's nothing like that. But maybe when I got a little bit older and I started to develop a personality, what did you hope or kind of want me to get into as a career path growing up? Like, was there, you know, maybe when I was younger and it's, you weren't like, I'm not saying you were like disappointed when I didn't do it, but you were like, oh, I thought this would have been perfect for you. Like I definitely, mom said that she, actually I want to hear what you say. I don't want to influence it. And then I'll let you know what mom said that she thought that I would have been. Um, or not hoping, but just kind of saw me as a child growing up to be. You know, it's funny. I, I think because of your physical ability, mm -hmm. Um, and being, I, I kind of possibly, uh, saw you getting into fire. Okay. Yeah. That um, was definitely something I, 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 I just thought you could have been a big time asset. I think you can carry bodies out. You're yeah. smart. You know, yeah. I could have seen you, uh, doing that. Um, but you know what? I remember talking to your uncle Jason when you guys were all really little mm -hmm. and you sit back as parents and, uh, you know, you have these kind of wish things and stuff like that. And your uncle Jason's expectations for Travis yeah. was to be a nice guy. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a great, that's great expectations. Yeah. And I think that's where I started going with you too. Mm -hmm. um, seeing how you can set goals and the things you could do. I don't think I ever, uh, especially going to college and things and the way you handled things. I mean, I got phone calls on how to cook things and a couple of what do I do here? And then you just yeah. kind of took it and ran. Um, yeah, I, you know, um, the expectation I think was started going towards, first of all, that. And I knew that you were, you were just a really, really good person. I like to see how people rally around you. So I think you fit in anywhere. Um, uh, so I kind of felt like you were going to find your niche. And then definitely when you came home from football and, took half your stuff down and put comedian stuff up and started setting other goals. Yeah. Um, I do believe in this life that we can all, uh, work ethic is, is what you need. Yeah. First and foremost above talent and whatever it is you pick. Yeah. But you can work for a living doing a lot of things. 100%. But pursuing, you know, trying to, you know, giving it everything you had to go D one. If it doesn't happen, yeah. at least I tried same thing with this and what you're doing. Um, yeah, I think you do that first. Why wouldn't you shoot for your dreams? Yeah, you got to bet first. on yourself. That's how I've always kind of looked at it. Is it's just, is yeah, like like I was saying this with mom, like moving to Austin, you know, you know, turning down Division two offers to go to JUCO, like doing stuff like that. I've been the more like stressful moments in my life, but after now, like now, I think it's something where after seeing that going to Murray State was 100% the right choice because I have no student loan debt. I'm so glad I went JUCO. I got to go to a big, I got to go to a biggest school. I had to play at Georgia in front of 110,000 people. I know I rode the bench and it didn't necessarily go like I wanted to there, but 
like I said, being alone there got me into stand-up, which led me to here next. And then, you know, I thought about moving to Austin or staying in that area till things open. And I look at the scene back there and go, thank God I'm not there. And I look at how much I've progressed as a comic here. And I'm like, you talking about, you talking about Nashville? No, no, no. I'm talking about, uh, Were you staying in LA. I'm saying moving here. Got you. Okay. So like moving to Austin and then, right. uh, you know, moving to Austin and being like, okay, did I make a mistake? And then, you know, growing as a comic here, I think I'm kind of at the point in my life and and not not that I don't think everything true because believing or, or following anything with blind, like blind intent with not checking things out is ignorant to not, you know, look, think things out and stuff. But I do believe I'm kind of at the point where if I think something out, take a day to rest on it and I think it's a good idea, I trust myself at this point, if that makes sense, which is a great uh belief to have in yourself and there's times where of course i self-doubt myself but in my mind i look back because one of the questions that we that i will ask you later is uh i'll I'll talk about in a second but like i don't look back on my life and have like regrets if that makes sense of course you have those moments like i like we we talked about this yesterday got lost in the footage but like when that kid took the took the kite from me and just walked away with it and it was gone. And I, it still makes me feel emotional from angry to mad in different ways when you think about it. Of course that. But I don't think there's really anything on my life where I'm like, I fucked up. Like I'll, I'll always wish that I did that differently. It did, I don't think I have that, which is good to have. It's a good you know? place to be. So, um, yeah, the, the mom said she thought I was gonna be a police officer. So very similar. Uh. So yeah, she said she said you were a rule follower, and I just thought you would help people. Like, and that's the thing is, is I've always felt like I was <coughs> meant to help people. But laughter is one of the best medicines, and I think if you can, I think one, I think the way I'm going to help people is that I'm going to take people who have hardworking nine to five jobs, and they take their hard earned money to buy a ticket to come see me, and then I make their Friday night and give them the relief and break that they need from their crazy lives. And I think that's the way. That I can help people. So to get very lucky. Yeah. Um, this one uh, is an interesting one, and I think I know the answer to this, but I thought this was a good question. Do you feel like when, uh, for the, I mean, we, if you've listened to an episode with my parents, I was uh, created in a test tube with the power of the sun and the wind. No, I'm just kidding. I was an insemination baby, and that's why my other two sisters are adopted. So uh, I was an expensive baby. But this question is. Did you give up any personal goals or dreams to become a mother? And um, and I know obviously you've tried so hard to have me, but you also had me at uh, when twenty eight, I believe you were. 27? Uh, the day after my twenty seventh birthday. Okay, so, yeah, so you're twenty seven. Yeah. So that's still very young. Obviously, it's yeah. it's so it always fascinates me how different. Just we're we're a gener. I mean, are we two generational gaps? Or are you one? Are you the generation above me or two generations? One. One like so yes the thirty year olds are like still my generation in a sense I think so yeah okay I don't but like essentially between like well yeah I would agree with you because we're the kids uh you know your your kid your grand your parents kids and we're your kids we're just the kids of kids so that that the generation thing makes sense right but that like the age of getting married and having kids Mm -hmm. has aggressively been pushed back compared to when you guys like I'm sure that you guys were even considered like late bloomers for having kids in your generation. And then if I had a kid at 27, that would still be kind of early for some people. We were at, actually at my age. I mean, a lot of our friends had kids around the same time. Yeah. So, but compared to like grandma and grandpa, so grandma and That's grandpa got saying, married when yeah. they were 18 and 19. Yeah. And by 21, I think. 
think by 21 or 22, they had like three kids. But that's what you were supposed yeah. to do back then. That was life. Right. That was what life was taught for you yeah. to do. Yeah. So when we got married, we were some of our younger, we were younger getting married. Yeah. But um, then I think with all the infertility issues, we had kids around the same time as a lot of our friends. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. So do you feel like be, that like there was stuff that if maybe you didn't have kids, there was more stuff that you were going to accomplish or was it always kind of like work in the medical field, start a family and it kind of just worked out for you? No, I, I I think you get your structure from me as far as like I knew, well, luckily you've deviated a bit from it because I'm yeah. so structured. I went to straight from high school to college, started nursing school at 20. Yeah. I was graduated by 22, married at 23, had a house at 24. So I had all my goals in line, but ultimately I knew what I wanted to do was be a parent. I love yeah. kids. Um, I started babysitting when I was 11. So I was like, That's oh, fair, I cannot yeah. wait to have kids. Um the th like now as an adult, what, or a much older adult, yeah. as I look back, it's like, I think that you're doing things right. Like, I'm happy that you have traveled. I did not travel. Yeah. But um, you've gotten to do that now, which is yes. good. So that's that's yeah. that's the difference is, 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 yes, sometimes you do miss out on things with kids. But, like, also, your trips are cooler than when I travel now because you have way more money than I do. So there's, you know, there's both. <laughs> yeah, good. maybe you're not, maybe you're not having the same, like, go out and party in Amsterdam and Germany and drinking the streets like I was. But... You lived a lot. You lived a lot more luxurious than I did when right. I went, and so there's there's saying yeah, there's there's pros and cons to it. But yeah, I didn't. I read that and I didn't. I didn't assume that there was anything just because I know that it was such a process to have yeah. me. But I did think that was an interesting question. Just oh to no, hear. It's, it is a great question, and I, I mean, I I went to back to school later than I thought that I would have. I thought I'd have my bachelor's by thirty, and I yeah. instead had it like forty five ish. Okay, yeah, forty seven. But I uh, okay. Next question. Uh. So this one I asked mom, obviously we talked, I, I explained with her that, uh, you know, it was a process to have me. I was an insemination baby, all that make it, you know, was, it, I wasn't an accident like a lot of, pre a lot of pregnancies are. So I know that there might, you might not have an answer. Do you feel, is, do you feel like there's anything that would be different? Like, is there anything you felt like you didn't get to do by having kids and not in a negative way, but maybe like if you had me even five years later, that you think you would have liked to have done or maybe you had to wait to do? Do you feel like anything came of you that? You mean in my life on the side? Yeah. Oh, I got you. Um, you know what? I don't I don't think so. Yeah. I, uh, it kind of went in steps for me. I've been able to do what I want to do along the way. I've been able to to live the lifestyle I like to live. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know that I would have picked what I do for a living. Mm -hmm. um, what I did was get into it and then I put my lifestyle around it. Yeah. And now I, I mean, not only did I like what I did through it, I actually, I love it in a whole different way now. And the idea that I can, your mom and I could do what we want when we want. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a neat freedom to have. So. No, exactly. So no, I don't, I don't, there's nothing that I look back in, in having a kid that's kept me from doing this yeah i think it would be maybe a different question too if i like wasn't so planned right like it wasn't so like we've exceeded all options like let's start like let's pay money to do medical that's a little that's a little more of an introspective question if you know you guys had me at 22 and it wasn't planned but even we i talked about this mom that's true you guys had me at, at 27 and tw you were 29 or 28 maybe no maybe. I believe I, I believe I was thirty. Married at twenty five, had you at thirty. Because mom said she had right? you had me at her, on her the I'm day 54. after. I'm fifty four. Okay, so then 
Right? Yeah, so, so I'm 24. So. Exactly, so it's 30. We were, I was married at 25 uh, and had But no, you would be 29 because it wasn't November yet. Okay. So yeah, so that, because I was just doing the, t you and gotcha. mom were always two years apart because I was trying, because mom said, you know, obviously I'm literally born. I was like, mom was like, you were born the day I, after I turned 27. So right. it was, you were just about to turn 30. So you're, yeah, you're basically 30. And I mean, even like we were, t I was talking about this with her, that was a little bit l like later in a sense for your generation. For my generation, it's like having kids at 30. But even grandma and grandpa, like your parents was like, it's like 18 is when you have a kid. Right. Married by 20, house by 22, and I work till I die. Like that was the way it was set up. And so, right. yeah, I, I didn't think you guys would have. It would be kind of cool if you came on here and you were just like, oh, boy, do I have a list of regrets. <laughs> like, first off, you fucked it up. Never got to go right. to this. Yeah. <laughs> Never got to go to Mexico with the boys. You know? Well, and, and like even, you know, even the girls too is like. You know, that was totally intentional as well. Yeah. Not that it made it easier by wanting them intentionally. Yeah. Because it wasn't. Yeah. Because having kids, you know, it's having kids. But, uh, I mean, we definitely knew what we were getting into. And it's, yeah, it comes full circle. Your mom and I are doing what we want now. And it's, mm -hmm. I'm glad I'm healthy enough to do it. Because yeah. it's really fun now on the backside. Yeah. You know, and that we're together and we're... we're she, she said her... Not a regret, but that something she wished she would have done younger that I did was travel. She said she didn't travel before she had kids. But then we talked about it. We said, hey, you guys travel now. And I do agree with you. Yes, maybe you aren't 20 with like, you know, 21 running with your future wife, going through Germany, partying in Amsterdam. But you guys have a lot more money than we do. So you got to do a lot more cool shit. I didn't go scuba diving. I ain't got money to do that. So there right. is, you know, there's traveling as, a, as as youth is cool. But traveling as an adult is also cool because then you have money. Right. And, you know, and you guys got to, you guys have done some cool trips with kids and without kids. Because they're obviously going to be funner without kids until they're a certain age where they can enjoy the same things as you. But, right. you know, when you're on a vacation with eight-year-olds you can make it fun but they're not like i want to go check out the holocaust museum now i'm like dude let's go like that's so cool but then you know at eight you're like dude take me to the park dad like it's not exactly man. you guys it was you don't have to be a destination with kids mm -hmm. as long as you're playing and having fun you yeah. can be anywhere this is a good one um and I don't know, someone asked this, and I thought this was a good question, but I'm not 100% sure on how this falls into your time frame of your life. Because I, what I was reading is it occurred in the 70s, so you were young. Do you, rem and maybe I have it wrong, but do you remember when they switched from uh, analog to digital clocks? Were you, was that like when you were too uh, young? Or was it like when you were like, how, like what was that like? Digital. Hmm. I don't remember that as much. I remember when microwaves came out, though. Okay, like that yeah. was a, yeah. I don't remember clocks as much, but probably because I didn't care about them. I mean, yeah, no, because it said it happened in the seventies, so you would have been preteens for yeah. When I would it have been changed, in like which, six, seven. Yeah, eight. which then it's like it's still even hard to just tell an analog clock. Like right. you don't, yeah, yeah. Like you said, you're not like, hey, mom, is it seven thirty? I gotta be somewhere. Like you're just like, is it dark or light out? Like, exactly. That's, that's how your whole life was based on. Shoot, the streetlights are on. I have to come in. Yeah. But when microwaves, when grandma and grandpa got their first microwave, we're like, wait a second. Because how old you... were you before? Like when you got a microwave, probably. Hmm. I would say I must have been around ten. Okay. Ish. So how'd you heat up food then? Like just stove top, stove. oven. Yeah, that's how. Wow. Every, yeah, I mean there was no. 
I, yeah, I mean, it was the, the idea when the microwave, I remember them saying, no, 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 you can take this frozen food and cook it. And I'm like, how, yeah. how can you cook oh, food and it was frozen, big? They're like frozen meals probably weren't as popular back then. Well, yeah, you put them in the oven. Okay. Frozen yeah, dinners. Guess. Yeah. yeah so I that's guess. what you had your, everything was cooked in the oven. But like the idea that you could cook food in like three minutes mm -hmm. blew your mind. Like it yeah. was just and we thought it was so cool. And they're like, don't step too close with them. You have to stand a certain feet away. Yeah, those were the cancer yeah. machines back then. Yeah. Like, yeah. So you made sure you hit start and step back. It's yeah. like, okay, I don't want to get cancer from this. Yeah. <laughs> and it was huge. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Okay, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. I didn't think the clock thing would affect you. But yeah, I didn't even think about the But Michael. phones, I mean, we used to have, we didn't have cell phones, obviously. You went through all generations Oh, yeah, landlines. And you, you know, we thought it was really cool when they went for the dial phones where you had to go down brrr, mm. and rolled all the way over into put uh touch button ones yeah touch buttons and we thought that was cool and then you would because you'd want to talk on the phone but you're stuck to a wall so we got like six foot cords <laughs> so that you could have move the, around the yeah. house and oh yeah talk and on the couch try to unplug grandma's phone because we would want like we'd have our friends calls and i'm like my mom would say you can't call after nine yeah and so we'd wait till she fell asleep and then we'd try to sneak in a room or crawling yeah. As quiet as we could on the floor, like maybe. Telling. Yeah. And you would like stop for a second. Yeah. She's moving. And then you'd take a couple more and literally just would get it. And she'd go, don't touch the phone. I'm like, oh, why did you do this? I just wanted my own, you know. And finally we got our own phone like me and your aunt. Sean. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. What the modern day of that would be like sneaking into your mom's room to turn off her like ring camera. Yeah. So you could like go out with your friends. Exactly. Because everyone's got a cell phone. No one's caring who you talk to. You can you can get a fake phone number to text people. You don't even have to have like phone service to text That's people. That's true. But yeah, I guess that would be the equivalent because it's like now everyone has rings and there's that bring ring. So you'd sneak in, unplug that, sneak out would be kind of the, the newer version. Exactly. That's really funny. Uh, all right. So this one, we had a problem. I the, the time frame I think is off on this. I think you're too... You, you guys are too young for this, but with you being two years younger, I wanted to see, do you remember when clocks switched from analog to digital or were you, mom kind of said, she's like, it ha I found out it happened in the seventies is when it started to occur. I, I totally remember it. You remember? Okay. She because said she was too young. Cause she was like, I just, I only cared if it was like dark or light outside. Oh, a digital watch was the most amazing thing. That, okay. That's what those, it said was, those yeah. crystals were like, what? Yeah. Cause they actually had, what was funny was, is before that, Mm -hmm. They had clocks that looked digital. Yeah. That the metal plates actually flipped at the time. Oh wow! So which was like, it, it was like a Rolodex. That yeah, it went. Were which they was, loud? Which was no. Okay. But it was funny. They were that material that was glow in the dark. Wow. So there wasn't a light in the clock. Yeah. But it had that you know that stuff that you could put under light. But yeah, oh, it was shit. just Those all clocks these. Were just giving you cancer, huh? They... Yeah. <laughs> the well, lead paint. The whoever painted. Yeah. Whoever painted. <laughs> That's terrible. But but it was. I remember that crystal thing was just like, what? Just watching it switch. I don't know what it is. And it has to do with paint. This is like a very bad, like, I don't fully know what I'm talking about. But there's some old job that had to do with painting things where the old paint was bad and the person would yep. lick their tongue. It was watchmaking. Watchmaking. Oh, okay. Well, okay. So and there's right, like, good job, right? Yeah. You're on track. Okay. And, the mad and I forget the company. Cancer, oh, right? yeah. Because, cancer. because they, they would lick the... Uh, the paintbrush, because it was, I mean, that thing had to be paper thin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're to dip. About a fucking I mean, clock. they're painting numbers yeah. and painted on yeah. watches. Oh. Yeah, so there's That's like terrible. some special on it. It's wild. That's terrible. I wonder, what do you, uh, this is, I did not ask mom this, but we didn't get on this kind of tangent. What do you think is going to be, just real quick, fire it off. I haven't thought about this either. What do you think is going to be the thing that medically fucks everyone right now? 
I mean, obviously the easy one. I think we're. I think obviously vaping is way better than cigarettes. But I think oh, I got gonna you. Be like, holy fuck, vaping's bad. Later, like kind of in the same. I don't think it'll be as bad as cigarettes. But there's no way that like my generation doesn't have some weird some... cancer variant that has to do with like the battery iodine that was in vaporizers that when it burnt that chemical entered your lungs. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, is could it be something with the cell phone and its batteries? Cell phone maybe I mean, holding I mean, it up to your head. Just because you we have it on us the whole time, I. You yeah. know, something that I can everybody if, can get. What if, what if, uh, hey, when, because uh, I feel like it's recently, did you have seltzers growing up? Like, were seltzer drinks a thing? Like, all these hard seltzers and shit? Or is that new? Meaning? Like, Trulies, oh, no. all that. That's what, new what, shit, right? So, first energy, energy drink was mm -hmm. Jolt. Okay. That yeah. was basically cola with a ton of caffeine, and they were on their own for a long time. Yeah. So, that was revolutionary. They were first on board from that. Yeah. And you, you're talking about seltzers. I just remember Zima. Zima was the first clear, supposedly non-tasting alcoholic, you know, drink. And you wanted it because you didn't have to taste. Okay. Because that was my other maybe guess is like, what if like the flavoring that makes seltzers has like... Oh. A can like a bad material in it or some shit. No, because like, they had soda seltzers that I did that too. Right, yeah. And, and most sodas that are seltzers, it's really food coloring that's distinguishing. It's not the coloring that makes it taste like yeah. that. Yeah, okay. That's, that's just a visual. That's interesting. Yeah, because I think it's, yeah, it's, because it's, it's, it's ignorant not to think that there's not something, because if you look back at your generation, it's like, did you guys know asbestos was bad? Did you know lead paint was bad? Like, did you know that the, you know, the early, mi mom, mom said she didn't remember clocks, but we talked about microwaves and how she was like, you got to get back as soon as you turn that thing on. I was like, it was just baking cancer into your stomach. So it's like, there's got to be something that, like, I'm fingers crossed I'm dodging the bullet of whatever that next thing is. Well, I don't know. It could be one of the 50-letter word things that are in the preservatives that we eat, too. That I thing, mean, too. Well, that's there what is I mean. There's so seltzer. much of, of that out there. Yeah. could be. That's one of those things I think you have to look. It's such a corny saying, but here for a good time, not a long time. Um, you know, I'm not saying smoke a pack of cigarettes. Hey, I'm saying have health have have self-care. Work out. Do physical things. Drink water. Eat healthy every once in a while. But also, like... I'm going to have drinks. I'm going to eat bad food. I'm going to eat processed shit. I'm going to hit my friend's vape every once in a while. Like, I, I get it, but, like, maybe when I have kids and I care more about my longevity, then I'll worry about it. But, like, wouldn't it be boring if I followed all the rules and then lived to fucking 90? I'd rather live an exciting life and live to 80. You can have those last <laughs> painful 10 years, right. you know? Fuck it. I think it's crazy how water is such a big part of people's lives now. I mean, yeah, when I, when drinking I would, water was not a thing before. It wasn't. Yeah. I mean, not everybody had the these fight. are one of the best inventions. Oh, what if what if these cooling things have some cancerous thing in it? <laughs> but the hydro flask has got to be one of the best modern inventions because it's a way to keep your water cold all the time. But not only it made it, it made drinking water a fashionable trait. Like having, there was a while where it was like, oh my God, you have a hydro flask and like girls walked around school with like their hydro flasks and like, dude, putting stickers is still a cool thing. Like it made it like, oh well, dude, this is a dope little, hydro, bro. Right. It made water cool. Like cause right. before there were, you weren't carrying around water. Like it wasn't like that. So, well, I, I never thought I would go to a concert and watch somebody have death water in a koozie. It blew my oh, mind. Those was, are cool. I had the first one of those for the first time, like a week ago. 
Very, I, very cool concept. I, I mean, don't it's understand just water. it. Yeah, yeah, I don't understand it. It all did make me want to because drink I'm it learning. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, are you serious? What's going I guess on here? I guess the, the the real pro for it, and it's a small. I guess it's a smaller one, but it's like if you're not going to use a reusable one, aluminum is way easier recycled than plastic, and that's why my brain just goes, it. "Who drinks water at a concert?" But but I wished I had drinking more water at a concert. I probably would have remembered more. <laughs> I, I feel you. Okay, all right. I got uh, one last question, and then would you rather here, and then we'll we'll wrap it up and get Dad on the podcast. Very so, good. Uh, the last question I wanted to ask you, and I thought this was a good one. What do you think my worst trait is as a son? So what I mean by that is, is like. A am I messy? I don't clean up after myself. Like, uh, that's what I mean. I don't live with you anymore. So like when I lived, what do you think was the mo the worst trait of having me in the house? Because we can all think of it like I'll, I'll, I'll crap on my sisters. Paige is very messy. She leaves things sitting around. Erica's worst trait. Same thing. Messy leaves stuff around. You know, everyone has certain bad things about them, but that doesn't mean they're like bad to live with. Right. What was a bad thing about you? Well, the sad part is, is I, I like you being at home. You could live yeah. at home. Too. You could brought your wife, your kids, everybody. Yeah. And I love, no, you you actually were a great person to have there because you would, you've always made a point of it to um, make time for everybody. And you make that yeah. very important. Mm -hmm. You always would help me cook. You eat slow like I do. So That's true, some yeah. people might drive crazy. I'm thankful to have a friend at the dinner table. Yeah. <laughs> your mom, You're just left alone. Yeah. I am. Your dad and Paige and Cameron, they like... They're like human vacuums. They just suck the food up, and I'm still sitting there, and I've had like three bites, and they're all gone. And so um, what was a worst trait? God damn it. It's on silent. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, I don't know why it made the noise. I just like the fear that came in your face <laughs> when invited. I was warned yesterday. Y'all missed that I one. I will hang you out the window like Michael Jackson's kid if you do that shit again, okay? This is yeah. a serious podcast. We yeah. are not in a spare bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> and your phone went off. Yeah. I told you. Do you know how mad everyone listening is that they had to hear your phone vibrate? emails are flying in to never have you Can on the you podcast again ban Sick your mother. Yeah. she wouldn't bad mouth you she had nothing bad to say i think one I, I already have an email here that says dear brandon i love you and your podcast but your mom's phone vibrating made me so mad <laughs> i wish i could go back in time and get rid of her knowing it would kill you too and I respect that because there's nothing more rude than what you just did. You could have, you could have, that, that is, 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 that's your worst trait. It's just the lack of respect that you have for me as a human. Okay. I want to rethink my answers now. Can we go back and redo this? I think you would, yeah. I think your worst trait would be, would be my language. Oh, I was going to say. Because I don't think my language. And you're driving. You drive a bit aggressive. No, fuck you. Get over yeah. it. <laughs> the language is, I'm telling you, we're in the car and I'm like, oh. Yeah, well, you, here's my problem. You're the slowest driver I've ever driven with. We're driven home from, from San Antonio going like 40 and, and with no one in the lane with us. And I was like, we're going to get home tomorrow. <laughs> I was driving the speed limit for the record, yes. And you're like, you're mad at everybody on the road. I'm like, why are you so angry? I'll tell you why. Yeah. Because the entire time I'm driving, I'm in excruciating pain in my knee. So I'm yeah. just in a bad mood when I drive. Like, watch, one day this knee will get fixed and I'll be the most pleasant driver you'll meet. I'll get but it for fixed now, tomorrow. the thought of driving <laughs> makes me angry because I know my old man knee will hurt. Well, no, and I remember driving on with you and dad. We were going to a concert. 
down in San Diego. Mm-hmm. I don't remember which concert. And we're in the carpool lane. Now, mind you, I understand we're in the carpool lane. Yeah. But everybody was like at bumper to bumper. And you want to drive like 70 in the carpool lane. And I'm thinking, but one person comes over and boom, we're in an accident. But yes, but like that's the risk of life. I mean, that's the same thing of being like we're on a plane, one goose flies in the propeller, we're done for. The point of being in the carpool lane is that you get that luxury of not being the chumps that are in there. And like you said, we pay you the stupid premium for insurance every month. I'm not at fault if they do that. That's their fault for crossing it. So yes, I understand that maybe at the right circumstances they cross, we flip, boom, we're all donezo. But that's divine intervention. That's the universe. I can't control it. That's our moment to go out. But I would rather go out knowing that I was going to get there way faster than all these losers who didn't drive with someone. But I do understand what you mean. There is that I under ever when you said that I get your fear, but that's my point of view is is that like I'm following the rules. I'm doing what it is. I can't control what other people do because I could be go we could be going 80 and someone could just slam into the side of my car that and that's that. So that's that just true. kind of the way I look at it. But I do understand because it's one of those things where, it, 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 no, I don't like, there's bad drivers and there's good drivers, but everyone has like their comfort zone and certain people cross that. Like you say I'm an uncomfortable driver. There's so many people that I drive with that I sit in the passenger seat and I'm hitting the brake because there's that in your mind, you have the gap of length between cars right. in front of you. I think we have a similar one of that. I like, I don't like to ride people unless it's a two lane and we're going oh, both. You're going too slow and you need to get over. That's kind of like the, hey, right. move over. But like. I don't want to be some people, their motive of driving is uh, like a car length. And I'm like, if we slam on the brakes, you're not stopping. I get that. Yeah. That's what I, when I drive with people like that, it gives me just anxiety. Yeah. So I, I, so I think it's just, we all have our own weird comfort oh, zones of like what's instilled in us of what's good driving. Yeah. And I'm, I just, I'm not in, a, I'm not in a hurry. Just don't, I'm just, whatever. Yeah. I, I drive the speed limit. I don't drive, like, I'm not like the old granny that's driving behind the wheel. I think I'm young too. Below. My reaction time's still up a little. Like I get, I get where I like watch grandma and grandpa drive and I'm like, oh yeah, like 70, I'm going to be driving slow as shit because like I can tell that these motor <laughs> functions are going to give out. Like, you know, put on the brake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You going watch out is not warning to them. No, <laughs> it's no. too late if you have to yell, yeah, watch out. Exactly. Um, Okay, I want to um, ask you one more question and a would you rather. Uh, what do you think my worst trait as a son is? And what I mean by that is, is when I lived at home, what was the most annoying thing? Like I, I, I threw my sisters under the bus for the last one. I'll do it again. Paige doesn't clean up after herself. Erica leaves things everywhere. And like you have to remind her, they're not big things, but they're the worst thing. Mom Good. was so nice. She said she couldn't think of one single thing that she hated living with me and that she said I could bring Erica and my children to live with you guys if I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'll be taking that offer up. You know what's funny is I don't mean to, to, to make you shine like yeah. that, but I'm uh, consider it when you get I, You know what? I'm a, I'm a big one for, for just picking up after yourself. Yeah. You know, I don't want to wake up in the morning and do your job. Mom did eventually decide through me convincing her that it was my language. And she goes, oh, yeah, uh, I really don't like how much you talk bad. But she was like, but it's not all the time. Right. Hard I'm for me to. At, I think I'm good at turning it off if there's like grandma and grandpa over. Right. Or if we're like, I'm not like at our work. Like, what's up, fucking Dr. Jim? Fucking <laughs> suck this dick, dude. Like, I'm not, right. I'm not talking to him like that. But I also get it that like 
especially like once I moved out. Now when we hang out, I'm like, hey, I say fuck a lot. Like you just got to deal with it. I don't mean to. Don't always mean it in like the in a vulgar way, but. It just is unfortunately well, part. I'm of in a barber shop all day long, so that's where the volume and the four yeah, letter yeah, words. Yeah, you come get from, it. So. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, something that I'm like, God, I'm I'm glad Brandon isn't here because I don't have to deal with. I know at one point I was pretty bad with dishes, but by the end and, of it, I was not bad with dishes. And that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. you know what's funny about that. I think you even got more of a handle on that when you when you went out and lived on your own, which is well, cause, yeah, cause which no is when dishes for you, <laughs> but, but which is when you learn that shit. Yeah. When someone else does it to you, you're like, Oh, you're like, yeah. Oh shit, man. Like, like, I don't need you to be, huh? You're you like know, these dishes, Mr. Clean, but like, this is gross, dude. Like, these normally clean themselves. Why, why are these still fucking here? And you're like, right. Oh damn. My parents used to do this. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't, uh, yeah, that's kind of funny too. Cause you should have more shit than that to, to bitch about, but, yeah, I mean, I think there was like, I think fortunately, whatever you guys instilled in me as a parent, and I thought mom said this good, she said parenting has to do with some things, but I, she said, I believe kids are born with certain personality traits, and that's just who they're going to be, because she was like, I don't think we like drastically parented you and the girls differently, like, you guys all got kind of parented together, and they were like, and you all are very different, but also very similar in ways, and so right. like, I, um, I, I think somehow whatever you did, there just kind of became like a mutual respect between us. And like, while you guys were like, uh, uh, like you guys are an authority figure, you guys were also like kind of friends. I think what honestly might've helped that is being an only child for the first five years of my life. So it's like, when I was like, what do I do? It's like, dad, mom, will you play with me? Like you guys were my friend, my first, you guys were my first friends. If you think about it, you know right. what I mean? I didn't have, you guys are the first people that I was like, I like hanging out with them. So it makes sense. Right. Their first friend was a fucking bucket. That was also their shitter in a toy. Like, right. You know oh I mean? yeah. With, with, it was the rat that ate their other sister. Like zero yeah. attention. Yeah. yeah. So I, I get it. Okay. So this last, would you rather, uh, I thought this was good. Cause we both love to cook. We cook together often. Would you rather never eat onions and garlic, never eat potatoes or never eat beef again? Oh, no. See, the beef, I'm going to change it a little bit. Let's change beef to meat. Because okay. I love beef. But right. you can very easily enjoy chicken, pork, shrimp, fish, and, uh, fake beef that's that's higher quality. Uh, like all kinds of things like that. So right. I'm going to say no meat, no potatoes. So uh, that means, you know, no french fries, no uh, tater tots, no baked potatoes, Anything that uses uh, potatoes is out, and then or never eat onions and garlic. I would have to go no potatoes because onions and garlic add such great flavor. That's to what everything. I was gonna say. And then, like you said, if you just said purely meat, like steak, it's easy. I would just say, oh, I love a steak, but there's a lot of options. But yeah. all meat, no, I I I like meat, unfortunately. Yeah. So I could now not do. now what? Okay, because I agree with you. Because yeah, the onions and garlic, you almost want to say because because you, you're like, how often do I order an onion or a garlic? But then you forget like that good steak you have is cooked with onions and garlic, and there's yeah. onion powder on it, and there's garlic powder on it. That that burger from In and Out has grilled onions on it. Like all these things have onions and garlic and like you said it's a key thing and a lot of things i'm sure i'm sure a good cook right now is like oh all right whatever that would be hard but i could work around it i could find I could use onion powder instead of onions. yeah but garlic then salt, so my powder. thought is is what if what if with what if you included um no starches so like oh, so no, no rice no grain no, no. grain no meat uh. 
and no onions and garlic or onions and garlic seasoning. So no garlic salt, no onion powder, nothing like that. Th that makes it a lot harder then. Yeah, now it's that's really hard. Oh, I God. still and and I, and I and I know this is a crazy answer. I still think the best answer would be no starches, because I think, because I look at it like this. I think of like a burger. All right. it would be is a burger with a lettuce wrap, which is still great. That's but how now you if anyways. you took a burger with no onions and garlic, or you just do a grilled cheese. It's not as good. No more steaks. Like I think, as much as I love carbs, don't get me wrong. I'm a slut for carbs. You know, <laughs> like I love me French fries. I, I say I told you, a sandwich has got to be one of my favorite meals. Right. But looking at it realistically, I feel like you could survive better getting rid of carbs and enjoying the other things, and you'd probably be in the best shape of your life. Yeah, absolutely. With having enjoyment, whereas like yeah, you could get out meat and still probably be in great shape, but like. I don't want to be a vegetarian. I was gonna say all the vegetarians in the in the group are going. Wait a second, are you kidding? Just yeah, give up meat. You no, I'm sure that's vegan, easy for them. But, yeah, but yeah. But I enjoy, I like a steak, and and I I think because of my band, I don't eat a lot of the breads anyway. So for me, it's not that far of a fetch just to go. I mean, I only can eat In and Out French fries. Extra, mm -hmm. extra, extra. Well done. Yeah, French I fries would be the are are the yeah. hardest thing to miss with that. But you could. Pizza you'd have a hard time with, but you could have cauliflower, cauliflower pizza, pizza, which is honestly not that bad. No, it's not. And that's what I'm saying. If you do the other one where you're like, if you even if you did no veggies as that third one, that like that, it's way harder with that. I think the best yeah. one is no carbs. And then honestly, no meat probably falls best. Because I think even as somebody who's not a big veggie person, I don't think you realize how terrible it would be to only eat meat and only eat meat and carbs like that. You would feel the way you would feel would just be. Oh, yeah. Uh, those people who do those carnivore diets say they just have. They poop their pants when they first start it because their body is like, what the fuck? <laughs> Ease up a little yeah. on this, please. This is too, but yeah, it's, it was, in all of those, they don't sustain. That's the problem with mm -hmm. them is it's too hard. But to get rid of seasonings, that's what, I mean, if you just were given a pound of hamburger with no seasoning, it's pretty gross. Oh, yes. It tastes terrible. Terrible. And even terrible, a steak terrible. without seasoning on it's it. It's not good. It's not that good. A slab good. of meat by itself is not good. It no. needs salt and marinade and shit yeah. like that. Chicken. I mean, I love chicken, but mm -hmm. I like chicken with the seasonings because the worst, the boiled, boiled chicken. Boiled chicken and tell me if you enjoy that chicken is so gross. That totally uh, is what I thought too. Looks like an organ donor's kidney. It's just this gray blob. Dude, you make it by boiling water, dropping chicken in, and then salt is optional. And that is the only thing you have to do for making a dish like that. And it's just boring. I it's mean, the epitome. It's like the whitest food you yeah. could make is like boiled chicken and white rice. But <laughs> But you couldn't have the white rice. You'd have to just boiled chicken. Yeah, just boiled chicken. Ugh. Yeah, that'd be terrible. Yeah. That would, yeah, that would not be. Definitely this, get rid of the carbs. I agree with you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing uh, the podcast. It's always me. so fun to have you on. The guests love you. Guys, thank you so much to anyone who wrote in questions. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank um, you very much. We kind of talked about this last time. My mom's a nurse. I'm not going to tell you what hospital she works at. She has nothing to plug. So the way that you can support her is by supporting me because... Uh, me succeeding makes her happy. So support me and uh, <laughs> enjoy the rest of the episode with my dad. We'll see you later. See you, see you later. You. This is a great podcast. I, I love this. This was super. I liked getting introspective with both of you. Very fun. We had some fun moments, some serious moments. It was so good having you guys in town. Um, I do real quick want to ask you one more would you rather. And I thought this was the perfect would you rather for you. I didn't come up with this one. I just found it on Reddit. And I feel like it's going to pick on both sides of your heartstrings. Would you rather live in a smart home, completely automated, so there's like 
There's no buttons. Everything's like everything's done through your phone, voice commands. Or would you rather live in a beautiful cabin with no internet in the woods? Because I could see you liking both. Yeah. And but I but I think you've I think while you hate technology, you've also came around to some technology. I think, dude. I mean, you're you're the voice texting king. You only voice text now. Can't voice text no more. You got no internet. Like if you, you don't know, have that. You. I mean, you've started to get used to like you, dude. You use a French press now. I know you got timers on that, dude. You got a Traeger grill with a phone in it. Our our oven works with a phone. The Christmas lights. Hey, hey, Amazon, turn those lights on. But I also get that sometimes it's annoying where you're like, yo, like, why can't I just do it by hand? Like, why do like, why do I got to like order my food through an app and call someone and have it bring it? Like, why can't I just call the restaurant like the good old days and have them drop a pizza? Why do I got to download an app? Like, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to be a. I mean, I'm picking I, smart home. I mean, I, I I've done this where I where like well, I I wouldn't see you absolutely. Any I don't other think way. no. I I 100 <clears throat> will not back off the fact that I could not live without the internet. Not possible. Right. I would hate my life. I would hate it. I did. I hate reading. I don't know what else to do if you don't have the internet. Everything else I like. My favorite things are watching TV, watching sports, and video games. I need electronics for all of those. Yeah, it would be hard to live without. I don't. And yet, yeah, I don't know. Um, what if uh, part of me would kind of like to do the other? I'd like to see what I would out. do with the free time that those things eat. I, I'll tell you what. I don't think I don't think I would miss it near as as quick as other people. I think yeah, I, no, no, I definitely. think I could absolutely go out and find stuff to do. I do still think taking the long way to do things is I kind of like it. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I. But but I am. I enjoy Netflix. I, I like yeah. I like learning on that. So, and I don't, you know. So hear me out. Let me pitch this to you. A little variation where I think I can make them. A sure. little wiggle room. A little but closer. Just that. All right. We're going to give you the cabin. No internet, like no phone service and no internet. But you have a jailbroken fire stick that has every movie and TV on it. You could write letters. We'll, we'll write you every once in a while. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and, and But now this smart home has all the tech that you want and but you can also like you know it's not let's say it's not a full smart home it's more let's say it's more like our house with the with the level of technology but it's a tiny home you know what tiny homes are are you kind of familiar yeah, with those? yeah. like the ones that are like basically like 400 square feet but every necessity's in it and they're in these like storage containers now what are you picking <laughs> A little bit of a variation. I kind of like the small house. The small house, yeah. Well, what's so funny is, is I don't. If you were to track where I move around in yeah. my house, <laughs> and the square footage that that is, I guess that's fair. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I mean, I go in my, you know, if I had the family room, and then somewhere to lay my head. Yeah. I mean, I'm at the point. I came from small, and I like our house, yeah. but I could live on a slip on a boat pretty easily. Okay. You now, know, one more variation: smart home mansion cabin with the stuff but it's a tiny home cabin are you taking the mansion with all the technology or the tiny home cabin but you got i get all the stuff yeah you're almost like walter white you into breaking bad when he's up in montana i kind of like the small still i i like easy to keep up with and like you know what i mean yeah. I, I really do i love technology but it is funny i don't know what it is in me maybe it's the tv i grew up as a kid maybe it's the white boy in me but sometimes when i'm driving on these two-lane highways and i see these houses in the middle of nowhere with like a giant yard and there's like some part of you that's like, 
wouldn't wouldn't it be beautiful to drive your F-150 45 minutes into the market, come home to your kids, no one's around, two acres. Like, there's almost something where you're like, that would be sick. But then I immediately am like, I would fucking hate that. Like, I'm a city kid. Like, I'm meant to be at least yeah. on the edge of a city probably my entire life. I don't, I don't know that I need that kind of solitude, but slower. Yeah. You know, less people, I could do that in a beautiful place. Though. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm like Jack. Remember, you know, our dog Jack, how he'd go to the dog park and he would turn into a lap dog. And he'd jump in your lap and he's scared of all the tiny dogs. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tiny person in a large man's body because like I'm so fast. I think it'd be so cool to live in a van. So cool to live in a tiny home. They're so cool looking, so efficient, dude. You know how fucking terrible it would be <laughs> for me to live in a tiny home at six three, two hundred pounds. I would be miserable. I would hit my head on every roof. It'd be like Elf. It'd be terrible. It would be absolutely terrible. But there's something about me where I'm like, I want to do it. Like, and I don't know why. So. Right. <laughs> I'm going so so yeah so so with the original one you're going we're, we're picking opposites let's see what the uh, to no surprise on it's Reddit it's younger kids I get a hundred and fifteen of the hundred and thirty five said the the smart home of only course. twenty said the cabin but I do I I thought this one was interesting I knew it would spark kind of a longer debate because I did think it kind of captures both of your personalities you technology were so reliant on it but you hate technology and it's like you would like being I, alone but you would miss technology don't and i don't hate technology I, yeah I, I think you've changed that i think no, six I, years ago you did kind of hate he, technology and that might have been some ignorancy on not knowing how to do it but i, I just though. i just find there's that place of busy work for me for me the idea that 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 people can't do nothing for a second kind of trips me out yeah, you know, I know. It, I it's do. just one constant. It's a terrible habit. Th there's I pull no, my phone out all yeah. the time. I'm sometimes I just open apps and I'm not. I'm not even looking at what I'm scrolling. I just and you're do it. and you're still young. You're probably going to hit some point where actually just being is okay. Yeah, those oh, few yeah. moments that you get to do that in life. Are nice. I even try to do that now because, you know, it's a good you know I'm trying to grow my social media. So it's like you're always posting things, posting clips, you know, post on your story. You got to post every two hours. So your story stays near the front of the algorithm and the feed. And there's times where like, especially if I'm, you know, I'm planning a show and I'm working on other things and I'm so in my phone that like when I finally get done, I like give my phone to Erica because I'm like looking at my phone is like giving me like a headache, like and it's exhausting me. And I felt like I haven't been present in a moment in hours and I need to just like reground myself in reality, if that right. makes sense. No, it does. It's, um, a, it's a reboot on yourself. Exactly. All right, dude, this was fun. This was great. We got That was all the questions I wanted to ask you. We got in a solid podcast, you and mom. I think it'll be really fun for the listeners and you guys, if you check it out, to see the compare and contrast between what you guys said and answered <laughs> them together. I think I might edit this where every question, it cuts between you, lets our tangents go. There's kind of like a cutoff every time I re-ask you a new question. Or it might just be mom than you. I haven't figured out exactly what, but I think either way, it'll be people will enjoy it. Um, I'll plug your stuff for you because I know you're not the best with social media. So guys, if you're living in Orange County and you need a great haircut, I know that I'm not the great uh, a great example of a of a haircut right now. <laughs> but if you need a haircut, go check out my dad's barbershop, straight up barbershop in Orange County. S T R A I T space U P barbershop. You know how to spell it. Find it on Instagram, straight up barbershop, one word. The link is in the bio. 
one of the best haircuts, boys atmosphere. If you like the atmosphere of this podcast, there's no way you wouldn't like the atmosphere of the shop. So please go support, follow the Instagram, check it out, do all that stuff. Uh, other than that, anything else that you, yeah, they got t-shirts, all that you can get, you know, merch, the last podcast, support your local barbershop, one of my favorite shirts. Um, other than that, guys, today is Monday, March, April, or Monday, April 4th when we're recording this. I uh, I have some shows next week, so nothing to plug this week. I will be filming uh, episode two of Your Last Review. So in late April, expect a new episode. You guys will enjoy it. We're going to do a dessert place this time. You know how much I love those. Other than that, guys, uh, thank you so much for listening. If this is your first time or your 105th time, I appreciate you. And most importantly, thank you for letting us be your last resort. See ya. Check it out now, it's like this shawl, it's like that Anna, it's like this shawl, it's like that Anna, like that, check it out now, check it out, this one right here is about a girl, and you've seen this girl before, if you've been to any club in the whole wide world, check it out. Her nickname's Last Resort, see her in the corner with a plastic fork. You see her at the side of your eyes, only girl in the club is smuggled in for free. This has been a Your Last Resort production.